days of Elijah, declaring the word. Good afternoon, friends. This is Brandy Cook reading an article written by Pastor Rance entitled Fear of the End Times. Everyone is asking. The secular press is using the word Armageddon nearly daily. Dear listeners, it is difficult to keep up with the news these days. Social media is going ballistic. Bad news seems to breed more bad news daily. The big question, is it finally here? The end times? Will we see the sunrise tomorrow? Is God judging the planet and the countries on it? Look around, folks. People are nervous and for a very good reason. First, let's take these questions in reverse order. I do believe that some godly judgment is taking place. In fact, I wrote a piece talking about that very thing and was just about to push the publish button when Hurricane Harvey struck Texas. Well, I did not think it appropriate to publish an article like that in the teeth of such human suffering from the most costly natural catastrophe to strike the United States in recent memory. So I thought, I will wait a few weeks out of compassion for the victims. While still recovering from Harvey, the nation now faces yet another and even potentially larger threat which is scheduled to strike Florida sometime tomorrow. Hurricane Irma. Did you know that our current system of hurricane identity only allows for a Category 5? Irma surpassed the regulations for hurricane activity in the 5 category with initial winds of 185 miles per hour. Since there is no Category 6, they simply called a 5 on steroids. Obviously, once again, I cannot print that article now. And guess what? More hurricanes are forming in the wake of Irma. Mexico just got pummeled with a Category 8 earthquake. Several U.S. states are on fire. Los Angeles County is currently suffering the largest fire in history within that 7,500 acres up in smoke. Scientists and even NASA are warning daily that Yellowstone National Park could erupt at any moment and devastate the nation. That's right, so here are the facts. The warnings of a devastating disaster from Yellowstone supervolcano have been largely ignored by the public. That happens when our scientists seemingly harp on natural disaster. We human beings hear that so much that we have a tendency to think in terms of cry wolf. But Yellowstone has produced 878 small quakes in the last month alone. This swarm is now the largest ever recorded, producing over 2,300 tremors since June. A supervolcano is called that because it is thousands of times more powerful than an ordinary volcano like Mount St. Helens. In 1980, when Mount St. Helens erupted within 10 minutes, an ash cloud rose 12 miles into the atmosphere and fine ash circled the globe for 15 days. 57 people were killed, nearly 60 bridges destroyed, 200 miles of roadway wiped out, and hundreds of thousands of acres of forest land destroyed. Another smaller eruption happened in 2008, and the volcano is still active and building pressure once again. And Mount St. Helens was not a supervolcano. The predictions for Yellowstone are dire to say the least. Scientists state that the volcano located directly under Yellowstone is 37 miles long, 18 miles wide, and ranges from 3 to 7 miles deep. Yahoo News just reported that if Yellowstone erupts, it will produce enough power and capability to bury the states of Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, and Colorado under 3 feet of volcanic ash, rendering the totality of those states uninhabitable. 96% of Yellowstone National Park is located in Wyoming, 3% in Montana, and the remaining 1% in Idaho. That one probably future natural catastrophe could bankrupt the United States of America. It would nearly ground all air travel in the continental United States for some time to come. 
The emergency resources in FEMA would become overwhelmed within days and volcanic ash would spread over the entire continent and much of the world. I have speculated many times that the reason the United States is nowhere mentioned in biblical end-time prophecies may well be the occurrence of the rapture of the church since the United States is home to a declared population of 230 million Christians. But could there also be another reason? Natural disasters are striking the United States at an alarming rate, including these two current huge hurricanes. The U.S. national debt is already approaching $20 trillion. Hurricane Harvey may well cost upwards of $190 billion, and Irma is bigger, at least in forecast. How much more money can a nation borrow and continue to float its national stick? When I finally do think it appropriate to publish the on-hold article, it may well open the eyes of our administration as well as presidents back as far as George H.W. Bush to rethink the U.S. policy regarding forcing Israel to give up land in exchange for peace. Of course, I am not the first to write about this, and all before me have been roundly and soundly ignored. In the meantime, let's talk about earthquakes, one of those terrible things prophesied by Jesus himself in Matthew chapter 24. First, the earthquakes of today are measured in two different ways. The Richter scale we all hear about measures the actual impact of a quake and is logarithmic in measuring scale. The Mercalli scale is used to measure the extent of surface damage. Example, if a young boy has three marbles and he finds three more, he has a total of six objects in his hand. Not so with earthquakes. Adding one whole number, for example, between a magnitude 5 earthquake and a magnitude 6 earthquake actually increases the power by a factor of 10. Each incrementally greater whole number actually increases the event by 31.7 times. But earthquakes ranging from 7 to 9 on the Richter scale increases the power output by 100 times. So when it is reported that there was an earthquake off the Mexican coast today that measures 8 on the Richter scale, it means it was huge. We are still waiting news regarding the surface damage in an area known as Chiapas, but it was felt in Cancun, Mexico, which is 1,700 miles away from the epicenter. Matthew 24-7 clearly states that in the end times, earthquakes will happen in various places. And yes, earthquakes have always happened, but not to the extent we are seeing today. Of course, the USGS, United States Geological Survey, will say it's no big deal, nothing new. What would you expect a government agency to say to a worried public? Fact. First, we do not want to take snippets out of the daily news to try and justify biblical prophecy. On the other hand, one would have to be blind, deaf, and dumb not to recognize the obvious. Earthquakes have been recorded by various authors and historians all the way back to 856 AD, obviously without the aid of modern seismological devices. I have a mountain of research articles, however, that have impressed me with one conclusion. Earthquakes are indeed on the increase worldwide. Regarding the question, haven't there always been earthquakes? The answer is yes and no. There were no recorded earthquakes in any of the following years. 1961, 1956, 1936, 1924, 1921, 1894, 1893, 1889, 1888, so the question is simple. Is there any kind of historical trend indicating that earthquakes have either become stronger or more frequent as time has gone by? 
Well, you be the judge. Note, I'm only going back to 2010, but a future article will give an update from that point forward. From the year 856 AD until 2001, 1,145 years, there were a total of 567 earthquakes reported in a magnitude of 6.0 or greater. From 2002 until May 2010, eight years, there were 429 earthquakes, magnitude 6.0 or greater. Um, let's see now. 1,145 years, total 567 worldwide quakes. Eight years equals 429 worldwide quakes. Oh, and please, for those who may be tempted to make an argument like the USGS, does that early earthquakes were not recorded reliably? The information I just gave you, dating back to 856 AD, came off the USGS website. For anyone asking the question, is there concern that we are in the end times? If you believe what is written in the Bible, then clearly the answer is yes. If you want to try to explain that away, it will not change the truth of what is happening all around us. Matthew 24, 4-12, recap. Take heed that no one deceives you. From that point begins a prophecy with, Many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and deceive many. We will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, famines, pestilence, earthquakes, and various places. 263 worldwide wars have been fought since 1900. Currently, we still have a minimum of 27 kingdoms on this earth today. Many of them are at odds with each other. In recent years, Sudan fell, Egypt was overthrown, ancient Persia, Iran, under Shah Mohammad Reza Pahlavi, fell into the current Iranian religious zealots in 1979. Iraq fell, Afghanistan fell, Libya fell, Lebanon basically overthrown by Hezbollah. It goes on and on and does not even include dozens of countries gobbled up during World War II and World War I. Many countries before that time no longer exist today. All of this is biblical prophecy. How about the increase of pestilence, plagues? Some forms of these kinds of diseases have been reported in Africa, the Congo, Mongolia, Vietnam, India, China, and even the United States. In Europe of the Middle Ages, roughly 25 million people died of plague. Today, a minimum of 10 million people in various countries have HIV, AIDS, with a predicted possibility of 100 million within another 10 years. AIDS is in 85 countries, and that is not to mention that many childhood diseases once thought completely wiped out are once again mysteriously appearing. Famines. From 1902 to present, famines have been reported in all the following countries. India, Spain, China, Lebanon, Germany, Russia, Iran, Rwanda, and Burundi. Soviet Union and Ukraine, Morocco, Poland, Greece, Java, Netherlands, Vietnam, Ethiopia, Indonesia, Nigeria, Mauritania, Mali, Chad, Niger, Burkina Faso, Bangladesh, Cambodia, Uganda, Somalia, North Korea, Sudan, Congo, Senegal, Gambia, Yemen, and some could argue the United States during the Great Depression. Now, Hurricane Irma is barreling down on the United States mainland. Who knows what will happen there, but it will cost billions no matter what. And how much will a potential war with North Korea cost? Or the protections of allied nations like Japan and others with NATO? What if Russia really does have ulterior motives where Poland is concerned? How will we react, and what will it cost if Hezbollah fires an estimated 150,000 rockets and missiles at Israel? What will happen when the brand new dictatorships in both Argentina and Turkey eventually melt down? What will happen if and when Iran's nuclear weapons are finally a reality? When will tensions finally boil over between India and Pakistan and someone decide to pull the nuclear trigger? When will jihadists finally be strong enough to try and overthrow the kingdoms of Saudi Arabia and Jordan? When will ISIS fully develop its social 
media terror organization. None of those questions even approach the potential cost in human life and suffering. Folks, all of these and many more are on the radar screens as I type this. And in the United States, are you kidding? The KKK reestablishing itself with other white supremacist groups who hate anyone not white along with all Jews? Black-robed and masked people of all colors rushing into peaceful demonstrations with clubs and other kinds of weapons? Police now targeted for assassination? Murder rates through the roof in many American cities? Drugs flowing in from Mexico? Suicides on a drastic increase? Rapes on college campuses hate everywhere we look. And you know the saddest thing of all? The church is not doing much about it. You say, but what can we do? What do you think would happen if an estimated 230 million American Christians suddenly put politics aside and stood up for biblical values? What would happen if we all decided to say no to racial hatred, drug gangs, a Congress who cannot get along or decide the time of day? What would happen if that silent majority stood up with one united voice and said, that's enough? And then what would happen if we acted the part? Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. What sin would that be? All it takes for wicked men to prevail is for good people to do nothing. We are in the end times, my friends, and there is very good reason to be concerned. I am trying to do my part by standing up and publishing biblical articles that can be accessed worldwide. Other Christians are doing the same, including pastors, teachers, and evangelists. But among those 230 million, we number but a few. Food for thought. God bless, Pastor Rance. This is Brandy Cook signing off on behalf of Pastor Rance and Prophetic Sword Ministries. Please take time to view our blog at lastdaysreview.blogspot.com or enjoy our YouTube presentations, which are published weekly. We also published an article in Spanish. God bless you all in Jesus' name.